follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalong. Hey everybody, this is Rhett, the DM for Stack of Dice, and we are back with another episode. And starting with my right, we have... Thane. I am Peter Greyhawk, the human cleric. I am Michael, and I am playing Wamberbash Benson Mama, human mystic. This is Meredith. I'm playing Tyr Ironstag, a mountain dwarf barbarian. If you'll remember last time... The group stumbled into a clearing after some reconnaissance work by Peter, which was almost detected, and found that the hollow, dismal hollow, was infested by bandits. So after a tense confrontation and a fight that ultimately ended in the group's triumph, the last remaining member of the group, Jarrett, stepped forward into the firelight to announce that he was actually a spy sent by Chiswick Garderock, the mayor of Arden, to figure out what the bandits were up to. Will the heroes press on? Will they try and find a way back to Bash's house? Let's find out. Who's ready to tell a story? I am. Possibly. So, there you are in the clearing with Jarrett. His hands are now tied, I believe. Yes. Mm -hmm. He consented to that? You don't ask someone's permission to tie him up, honey. Especially when somebody's waving an axe in your face. And so, I guess, make up your minds about what you want to do and where you're going to go. Um, I suggest we just head back to Womberbash's house for the night. It's yes, closest. My yes, my house. Womberbash, can we crash at your place? Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go. Let's move. Gnarly. All right. So you begin to move. Which direction are you going to go? This is a fairly new area for you, Bash. You never really got out this way. Uh, but we do know that we're sort of where the ravine is. So we're going to go back up to where... Um, she fell, and then we'll head up, up up that way. Okay. You start to head for the gully, and as you get there, you find that the trees actually seem a little more crowded together, and they're not quite participating. They're not quite allowing you through back the way you came from. I've never experienced this before. I'm not really sure what's going on. Did you? Are you seeing this? Yeah. Were these trees here when we passed through the first time? I don't remember right. seeing them like this. Are we making sure that we're going the right way? I mean, this is it. You are fairly certain this is the way you came out of the woods, but now that you're going back, it, it looks like it's a lot denser than... So this couldn't be the way you came out. Or could it? We must we must be all turned around from the battle and everything. I, this, this can't be the way we came back. You did lose a lot of blood. I did. <laughs> I did lose quite a bit of blood. This is, this is, this is all Tira's reality. Almost all of it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, guys, this, this can't be right. I know we didn't come through a thicket this, this thick. Who's better at perceiving things out of all of there us? There is a nature category also. I do not have, a, I do not have proficiency in perception. Is that wisdom? I, have, I don't have perception either. I do. Nice. <laughs> okay. Well, now, I just guess... because you don't have the dot colored in doesn't mean yeah. that you can't use it. Well, may I do a perception check? I'm Absolutely. Just 
20. What? You see the trail of notebook papers, and it does head into the woods there. <laughs> okay. The trail of notebook papers. <laughs> Hansel and I'll, I'll, follow, I'll follow my notebook pages here. The, again, the branches, you start walking forward, and the branches are almost jabbing you as you try to go in there. All right, that's enough. I'm getting my axe out and trying to chop our way through this. I want to get out of here. Okay. All right, you pull out your axe and yeah. start to hack. Yeah. All right, uh, as you begin to chop... The branches do give way a little bit, but the trees start to creak ominously, and suddenly the air grows very chill around you. Trees are not supposed to do this, last I checked. <laughs> and in fact, the, the bodies of the trees themselves seem, it was just little branches and twigs before, yeah. and now the trees almost seem to lean in together. Uh, what time is it? It's nighttime now. It's fully so it's, night. It's dark. Yeah. Is the is the fire still raging from when uh, they the bandits were there? The bodies are still smoldering uh, after you laid them out on the pyre that Peter constructed. Mm-hmm. I have a torch. How bad is the smell? It's pretty rank. Very thick in the air. But here. it should smell like burnt roasted pork at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue. Mm. Smells like chicken. Those bandit pigs. All right. Um, I really expected that to work. <laughs> um, I mean, Tira, I guess, expected that to work. Um, I, 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 I don't understand. Um, and as part of your perception, I guess what yeah. I'll say is, you, you glance around, and you notice behind you that there's an opening in the trees on the far side of Dismal Hollow. Okay, let's. I'm gonna go check it out. I'm going to walk over there. I follow him. All right. As you proceed that way, uh, you notice that it's almost like a path. It's just very open compared to the way you came from. This is a nice, smooth route. And even the the roots seem to have, you know, grown along the path instead of across it, like you might expect in woods. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's about as smooth a path as you could hope for in the middle of a forest. Well, this seems fishy. (laughs) Does it seem (laughs) ominous with my perception check of a 20? Uh, any, I think this is the last benefit you're going to get from your 20. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was a natural 20. He's going to use that all day long. <laughs> Do Remember, I, I did get that 20 once. <laughs> time. As you move that direction, you feel the air growing warmer. That chill that was coming from where you came from the near side of the glen mm-hmm. definitely doesn't extend that Does this way. seem like sort of the direction from which we came? No. It's like the opposite direction from the yeah. sounds of it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, judging from the stars up above, you almost get the impression that it's heading deeper into the forest. I think we have a choice to make. Either we sit here and stay here by the fire fire and wait till morning so we have a better idea that we can look into the forest, or cool? we go down this path, which is in the complete opposite direction of my home, but I just want to make sure that... I can get home to my mossy bed. Hmm. If we if we sit here and wait, I'm almost certain that the trees would you know be right up against us by the time we woke up the next morning. You think the trees are expecting the trees moving? to crowd around us? You saw them lean together, right? That could have been the wind. I don't know what I'm thinking right now. Things are not right in these woods. Wisps. Grills. Grills, <laughs> yeah. Grills. I mean, it's it's up to you guys. I, I, I want to go home, but... I, I say we follow just, the path. I just, this is uh, not, not going to my house. 
I don't know where this is leading. Well, hmm. This does seem really suspicious that it's like, it's almost, I mean, I know this, this sounds really superstitious, I know, but it's like the forest is trying to trick us to go this way almost. But there is a clearing there. Maybe if we can at least get through the trees there, then we can double back. Because we're clearly not getting anywhere this direction. All right, let's do it. Maybe maybe there'll be another path going off to the side that we can yeah. take us right back around. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go. Who's gonna Who's dragging? Um. Oh yeah, we got Jarrett. Jarrett is able to walk. He he doesn't need to be dragged. But he's been walking around these woods for quite some time. Say, has he, has he experienced him? this before? Yeah. Uh, he he looks just as concerned as you. Okay. Lumberbash, has this ever happened to you? I've never seen this before in my right. forest. Uh, first of all. Uh, if we're going to be heading deeper into the woods, Terry, you think it'd be patched up? Uh, yeah, I guess so. So, what um, you could do is take a, a one-hour short rest. Okay. And that would allow you to use hit dice to restore uh, your your hit points. Okay. So I yeah, think you can spare yeah, an hour. Let's do that. Yeah, sure. Know, just inhale that yeah. lovely aroma of <clears throat> cooking meat and. Yeah, I was going to say burning flesh. <laughs> All right, so you so get nine a- hit points back. Okay, so I'm twelve. All right. So after during that hour, uh, is there anything you want to be doing? You want to make sure your sling is nice and set. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna to... actually sort of rework a couple things because I'm not rushed anymore, so okay. I can actually make a proper sling. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and use my hit One days. Moment. Okay. Uh, yeah. So in that time, it's no longer an improvised weapon. There will be no penalty to you using it. Now, the only thing is is if you're proficient with it, and I'm not sure if slings fall within the mystic with, class. Yeah, I mean, I have simple weapons. Uh, yeah, that's simple. Okay, good, perfect. Um, is it? I don't know what the damage would be. Would it be one d four? You can look it up. Or one d one forty three ish. Is sling in there? Yeah. Okay. What are you doing, Peter? I'm gonna go ahead and use my hit die. See if I can get my, just top myself off. Really. Yep. All right, you're max. At max. Uh, would extra count as temporary no. hit points? Okay. No. <laughs> I feel so much better, so extra better. <laughs> um, I maybe cleaning the blood off my javelin, okay. sharpening my axe, making sure of everything. Since I have a time, have time to do it. Just kind of get all my stuff back in fighting form. Okay. Before and we, Jarrett looks a little. I wouldn't say nervous is the word, but he looks uneasy, and it's probably mostly due to the environment rather than you. He seems yeah. to be at ease with the three of you. Okay. I'm also going to just uh, take out my prayer beads and start going through them before we head off into the woods. Okay, good. All right, so the hour passes quickly, and the situation of the trees has not changed. Uh, it has gotten windier, and okay. you can see the tops of the trees not whipping, but they're they're definitely moving in the wind. But again, on the far side of the of the hollow, you do see that pathway open. Well, let's try and just we can get through here, and then hopefully we can double back and and get back on the direction we were coming from. I'm gonna make a uh, prophecy and say the moment we start down this path, the trees are gonna close behind us. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that makes sense. But anyway, let's try it. (laughs) Let's go for it. Sounds like fun. All right. You begin walking. You step into the trees on the far side of the hollow. And the path just continues. And every now and then it does dip down for the depressions in the ground. And at one point you do splash through a little stream that's bubbling by. 
As long as you're staying on the path, everything seems to be just fine. But, but if it's we not. Step it's, off. it's going into the forest. It's mm-hmm. not. I'm looking. I, I don't see any. I don't see any places to turn off and here. I've well, never been to this side of the forest before. I'm unfamiliar. Are the trees super close together here? No. No. But it, what happens if we stray off the path? Well, we have to stray off the path to find out. I was just, I'm gonna, just, I was just going gonna say, to take us. I'm just going to take like five steps off the path and see what happens. Okay. Uh, you take five steps off the path and nothing immediately happens. That unsettles me. I'm going back to the path. <laughs> it unsettles you that nothing happens when you get off the path? I would say, I'm thinking Tira would be like, oh, looks like Peter found a way we, we, can, we can cut back here. Peter walked off the path and nothing happened, so let's let's try and cut back this way. Okay. All right, so you, you know what? Let's let's The stream sort of went that way. Let's, let's follow ooh, the stream. Good point. For whatever reason, I mean, this is not just like me interested, but Peter Greyhawk seeing the very weird stuff going on with the trees and whatnot. He's actually wondering what's down this path. He, like, legitimately really wants to know. Okay, so now you're curious. Yes. More than frightened. More or, than frightened. Or, yeah. Well, c- kind of a mixture of both. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, so you turn off the path and follow the stream upstream or down? Uh, which, one, which direction is back towards your house? Upstream will be... Upstream. All right, so we start heading upstream. You managed to make it a good, I don't know, 50 feet off the path, and then you hear something very large moving in the trees up ahead. It sounds enormous. Uh, What was that? Uh, First you heard the sound of branches bending and then snapping back into place, and then a heavy tread stamping down into the mud of the stream bed. Something very large is up ahead. And then it, it makes the hair on your arms prickle, but you hear a low, deep-throated growl. I don't think this is a good idea. Let's go back to the path. <laughs> Bash, what is this? <laughs> Have you ever heard that noise before? Is that a That's too big and too deep. I've never heard anything like that before. <laughs> All right, let's head back toward the path. I want to go back hey, to Jared's my house. already back on the path. Yeah, right. <laughs> come on, guys, he's come on. Up, he's up. <laughs> but I don't know what's going to stop it from following us on the path. Well, only one way to find out. Well, it hasn't hurt us yet if we keep our voices down and get back to the path and get out of here. We can find another place to double back. What if I whistle for it? All right, let's go back to the path. Okay, you find yourself back on the path, and once you get there, it, it almost feels like there's a feeling of relief. Uh, and any sounds that you heard, stop. So that 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 loud or the, the yeah. large movement has diminished. I have never known Grip Hook Forest to be like this. Guys, what is going on here? Okay, let's continue on down the path. Let's keep on going down the path. All right, you continue, and again, you're you're just winding every now and then. You're, you're maybe going up a slope. And then the mist, uh, there's been a mist rising from the ground also. Uh, The mist and the trees thin simultaneously as you step forward into another clearing. But this time, instead of that damp feeling, it's a warm and comforting feeling. There's a clearing ahead, and it's made even more notable by the fact that silver-white moonlight pours into it from above. Mm Hmm. As you stand outside the clearing, the first thing you notice is a subtle but welcome change. Where the thicker parts of Griphook Forest have been damp and slippery, 
and the moisture in the air has chilled you as it creeps under your clothing, the air suddenly feels clear, dry, and warm. For the first time in what seems like hours, you feel comfortable. Mm. That feeling is quickly put in check, however, as you notice a large, unmoving shape in the middle of the clearing ahead. It appears to be a statue of a great horned stag. None of you are strangers to deer in these parts, but this one puts all others of your experience to shame, mostly because it's just so massive. The statue lies on the soft grass, its legs folded under it. Its head stands serenely but alertly up, and an enormous rack of antlers spread outward. Even in the darkness, you can tell they don't appear to be like any antlers you've ever seen. They glint with the dull color of iron in the starlight. Iron stag. The statue lies next to a still pool of water that reflects the bright pinpricks of stars in the heavens. Iron antlers. Iron stag. On a stag. Iron stag. (laughs) Tear iron stag. So does this mean something to me? Or am I drawn to it, maybe? You are filled with an overwhelming sense of curiosity. Okay. Um, Certainly family stories have told of the iron stag. But you always thought it was just a myth. You always thought it was just a, a story to pass the dark nights in the mine, or in the delve, or whatever. Okay. So, I mean, my eyes are big as saucers. Maybe I'm... I'm going to go up and approach it. I, I want to look I, at it closer. Yeah. Yeah, I, same. I'm kind okay. of in, in, in an odd sort of yeah. posture. I'm like, almost, almost hypnotic, I would think. To me, anyway. Yeah. I don't know about the other guys, but I'm like, <gasps> and I start. It's a horned it. horsey. So you feel drawn forward, and as you step into the glen, again, there's that feeling of almost peace here. Uh, and even though it's quiet, it's more the quiet of reverence rather than the quiet of something watching. <laughs> and as you step forward, a deep, resonant voice echoes through you. At first, you don't know if you're hearing it with your ears or with your minds. It seems to come from everywhere all at once, as though the trees themselves are whispering a thousand disparate yet connected thoughts. I have waited a long time for this moment, it says. Under the sounds of the word, you can make out the faintest hint of musical chimes, and the statue's head placidly swings to regard the three of you. Peter falls on his back. <laughs> okay, you fall over backwards. Well done, Peter. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, I'm even more, this is, this is a very hypnotic experience for me. Like, I hear this voice inside me or whatever, and I see this iron stag that I've apparently heard tales of growing up. Mm-hmm. And it's moving. And, it, and now it's, yeah, it has moved to look at me, and so I'm just... I, I can't think of a good word. I'm trying to maybe, good maybe no stupefied. word is appropriate. Yeah. Stupefied. I'm going to slowly stoop to the ground and basically get on all fours and kind of lower my head down a little bit just to like show that I'm not aggressive in any, by any means. Jared is on his knees. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not on my knees, but I'm still that just that posture of I'm just awed by it and really kind of hypnotized. Yeah, I can see your mouth kind of hanging open in wonder and your your eyes are just really big. Stars reflected in my eyes. Tira, what is is that, Tira? I don't don't understand. 
It can't possibly be. While you're looking, uh, you see that the stag is larger than any animal you've ever seen. Its fur is shaggier than normal. You've seen stags before in the, in the forest and around Arden. But the fur is much shaggier than you would normally see, and it's a grayish-white color. As the silver light of the moon plays upon its length, you catch a glimpse of something around its neck. A fine silver chain with a single green stone hangs there, glowing with an inner light. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. 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 All right. So Thane is a little excited because he's just connected something from a game that we played prior to this, but I know what the stone is. <laughs> oh man! I mean, Peter doesn't know, but I know. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, Peter might know. No, but Peter doesn't know. I might have read a book or something. All right. But so you're you're maintaining your posture of. Yeah. How close am I to the statue at this point? You are, have you been inching forward? Yeah, while the others are kind of genuflecting or frozen with whatever, I'm just almost unconsciously, like, just, I can't stop, I'm drawn. Okay, we'll say that you're you're within, you could reach out and touch it. Okay, I, maybe I, again, everything I'm doing is is slowly, it's very uncharacteristic uh, of how I normally act. I'm just... I'm just I'm just mesmerized, and so I, I just find myself right in front of it, almost like it just kind of pulled me to it, and so I kind of raise a hand toward the stone, toward the the green stone. What is this? As you reach your hand forward, the velvety nose reaches down and dips into your hand. Sorry. Can I that was, that was, Can I keep it? That was me, not I'm Tira. To, I'm going to name it. I'm going to name it. <laughs> and it just feels warm to the touch. It's just soft as you could imagine. Tira, ask, ask, ask it what we're doing here. <laughs> I can't speak now. <laughs> ask it what we're doing here. Uh, I mean, obviously it brought us here. Something brought us here. That's up to you. Grief. I can see you are hesitant to speak, (laughs) says the voice. And again, it just seems to fill the glade. Mm -hmm. But again, it's it's almost like it's coming from within you, from outside of you. It's it's an odd. I'm going to raise my head up and say, "Who are you?" I have had many names and many forms, but this is the one I have enjoyed the most. Do you not guess who I am, Delve Daughter of Ingold? You carry the name of the Iron Stag, do you not? I spoke with him by this very pool many a long year ago. And you know Ingold founded the Delve, your your ancestor, well over a thousand years ago. How can that be? Its head swings back to regard the two of you, and by extension, Jarrett also. I'm, I'm kind of. <laughs> we keep forgetting about poor Jarrett. I'm, I'm just kind of sitting up right now, not not like standing up or anything. Yeah. About the same mm-hmm. sensation as as Tira is feeling. Yes. Okay. Ish. Ish. Mm-hmm. There is I'm much. Not, I'm oh. not scared. You know, at yeah. This, at this point, I'm just. There. There is really. It's just a sense of, of of wonder that pervades. Mm-hmm. There. There's no fear here whatsoever. Uh, the voice speaks again. 
There is much occurring in this vast world at this very moment. A storm is gathering. Events are in motion that will lead to great evil and great loss if those who have the potential to help sit idly by. Yet how will they know if they are never told? I sense in each of you, and again his, his gaze locks with each of your eyes, a great power. The music flows through you, and though the clouds have already begun to form, it is not too late. I have given much to bring you here, and you can hear a weariness in its voice. Then the stag rises, rear legs first, and for the first time you sense its absolute weariness. When it stands at last, it towers over each of you, its shoulder and broad chest at a human head's height. Thane's geeking out big time over here. <laughs> going to hyperventilate. He's got veins sticking out of his forehead. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I mean, what, what, what can we do? The stag swings its head to regard the cold peaks of the mountains that rise above the forest to the north. Get out. Fane is pissed. We'll take a pause himself. for a moment. <laughs> Have a seat, boy. Are you crying? I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, look how cute he is. He's so excited. Aww. Aww. <laughs> We're not even like I mean, I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> Uh, somehow I have moved Thane to tears, <laughs> and now my eyes are tearing up. <laughs> oh, no. Apparently, something really, really awesome is in store for us. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not even like ten episodes. <laughs> this is number four, Thane. <laughs> Brett, your storytelling is amazing. <laughs> not no, it's, kidding. It's, it's just context. It's just, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be some mountain or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to backtrack a little bit. No kidding. Well, this better be dope. <laughs> okay, so. After all that build up. <laughs> wow. Oh my okay. God. Yeah, get it together. <laughs> You tell me when you're ready. Because we don't need heavy breathing in the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to scare away anybody who wants to listen to it. <laughs> you guys are going to be I was the one who was supposed to feel a deep connection to the stag. And <laughs> well, you do. Okay. Tira does. Okay. Thane does also. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait, All, right. All right. Can I just like know the, the, the legend of... Please. All right. you, you ask, what, what do you want from us, Womberbash? The stag swings its head to regard the cold peaks that rise above the forest. Their snowy slopes high above gleam in the pale moonlight. In these very mountains lies a place forgotten by many. It is an ancient place made to keep out those who should not be there. You will know you are close to it when you hear the mountain sing to you. 
inside this place is something that will prepare you to face the storm that lies ahead. Take what you find there and use it well, but beware. You will face several tests that are meant to ensure you are the ones meant to take it. The entrance to that trail lies at the other end of this glade. I have waited here for many long years to protect it from the attention of others. My presence has helped protect it until this moment. Perhaps you noticed how the very trees helped guide you here? I have had dreams that have told me of you. Tira. Me? Peter. <gasps> Womberbash. As he speaks, each of you feels something stir deep within you, as though what this beast has said has spoken the truth of your name and has reached the realness of who you are. Now that I have found you, many things have been set in motion. After tonight, the time has come for me to move on. I am needed elsewhere. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, who are you? I have had many names in a long life. Which was the first? Enderil. (laughs) 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 And apparently we have... (laughs) Struck a nerve again. (laughs) Don't do that to your eyes. (laughs) All right. So you you do see on the far side, you do see on the far side that there is a a little wooden placard set against another opening in the trees. And this one appears to lead north out of the glade. It's in the northeast corner of the glade and it goes up to the north. Okay. I mean, well, obviously, I think we should go there. Um, I'm fine. I have my spoon. So, <laughs> and Jarrett says, uh, "Am I supposed to go? If if you want to, because <gasps> the stag didn't name him. I think we should let him go. The, we haven't. Okay. The stag speaks again and oh. says, "If you prefer, I can bring him down to Arden." Sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Maybe at this point now we're no longer as curious about Jared as we are about this new thing. Yeah. I guess having been spoken to by the stag has given us a new purpose. Or has given, I speak for myself, I suppose. Give me a new purpose. And uh, I feel what, whatever, something, like whatever suspicion I had about Jared is almost like just melted, right. forgot about it. It's not, it's not important now. Do you feel that? Did you feel that when he was talking? Yes. Like it was inside me. Yeah. I have to use the restroom. <laughs> I'll be right back. Wait, is, is that what we're supposed to feel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Do no. you really? Oh. No, I mean my character. No, okay. Right. Lumber bash. <laughs> okay, okay, good. <laughs> we just took a half hour break, man. Um, oh, I think by I feel... The way, oh. uh, I'm going to say that from your presence here, you've restored any hit dice and hit points. Oh, so I'm back up to... Yeah, so you have the effects of a long rest without having to take an eight-hour rest. So just something about being in this place. Restorative. Yes. That means that there's going to be a big fight ahead. 
So are we preparing to go on? Yeah, are, are there the, any... the stag is getting ready to take Jarrett back. Yes. I think I almost feel a sadness at the stag's departure. I don't want him to go. I, f- I feel like I've just found something in, immensely important to me personally. And I, I know I kind of want, I'm torn. It's like, I want to, st- I just want to stay and like lean on him or sit, sit against him and just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Just like soak it up. Yeah. Cause I, I'm so comfortable here and, and feel that connection. He's like Aslan. I a, a, kind a bit of, like that. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Kind of. And so maybe Tira's like, you know, do you have to go now or? I do, child. I must. But we will meet again. (laughs) And Thane rejoices. (laughs) And with that, he steps backward toward the trees and Jarrett follows him. And it's almost like the mist rises around them and then when it dissipates again, there's no sign of them. Peter's really starting to freak out. Well, not freak out, but more like just... What? Because the trees, the big old stag could talk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The big old stag could talk. (laughs) And just the fact that there was mist... They were there, and there was mist... And the mist went away, and they're they're gone too, and... Okay, so what is... This is kind of how the thoughts are going in his head. Is there anything Peter wants to say about that, or is he just silently fuming, or... Silently... Considering pondering. Okay, good. I'm standing there. I'm, st- I'm. My eyes are just fixed on the point which they vanish, and my hand is still outstretched from where he had touched me. I'm just almost. Yeah, and you can still feel that yeah. sensation of the yeah. nose in your palm, mm-hmm. and the even the the gentle puff of breath as mm-hmm. it went down to to smell your hand. I'm done going to the bathroom now. Um, but <laughs> at this point, I'm a little Princess uneasy actually moment. because. I mean, I'm perfectly content with who I am and what I am and where I was. Um, and so I'm kind of like a little un- uneasy because I kind of just wanted to go home yeah. and be in my familiar place. Yeah. I Some, have my something else, though, uh, a couple things. Uh, when that music flowed through you, um, something has awakened. So you, you do have this intense longing to be at home where you're familiar and comfortable but something else has also awakened inside of you. And something else you notice is on your spoon, I told you we would visit that again, uh, you're familiar with every detail of the spoon. It's it's the bowl of the spoon, it's the handle of the spoon, and the, the silver streak from where your your fingers rub the tarnish away. But then at the at the end of the handle, there are a few sockets where little pieces of colored gemstone have been inlaid or were inlaid at once, once upon a time. And that's the crest. It forms the crest that you talked about. And a couple of the little gem pieces have flaked out, fallen out over time. Uh, but some of them are there. And you notice that, again, with that flow of the music, that they seem to be kind of glinting a little bit more than they ever have. So something definitely interesting has happened here. Do with that what you will. I put my spoon away to keep it safe. Mm. And secret. <laughs> and secret. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, are you, I know um, you're, you're still savoring. Yeah, I'm like seriously hypnotized. <laughs> uh, some, something else, uh, when the stag disappeared in the mist, 
something of the essence of the place has yeah. kind of gone away with it. Yeah. So something about that sense of peace, it doesn't feel as peaceful anymore. Right. Uh, something has changed. I'm going to go over to the edge of where that, that path starts mm-hmm. and just look and peer down just to see if I can see anything or see if the mood changes as I look mm-hmm. and go toward this path. Absolutely. Uh, there's no change in mood, but there is a placard there, like I said. There's, yeah, yeah. A, there's a sign post, and on it in neat letters, the sign is made out of wood, is the word resolve. In what language, by the way? Common? Yes. Okay. And then the path you can see that it goes down a slope, but then you can see it further out emerging from the trees of the forest. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can even see a bit of pathway on the mountain. Okay. Um, I'm, okay, let's go. Are you guys ready to go? I'm ready to go. Yes. Okay. Peter, you go first. <laughs> We Thanks. can't put Jared in front anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm going. Okay. Here I go. You set off down the path, and it, it it's much like the path before. It's mm-hmm. very easy to follow. And you notice that the, the trees are no longer crowding anything. They, they, they have accomplished their purpose in bringing you to this place. And now it's just a regular path again. It's still nice and smooth, well-maintained, mm-hmm. but just a path. So you follow this for... 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. And eventually you do come out of the woods, the forest, uh, the trees begin to thin and then to just open out into a small veil that, again, you can see the path leading right up the lower slopes of the first mountain. And I'll let you uh, continue to go if you want. I mean, we've come this far. We should yeah. obviously continue. But yeah. it just occurred to me that I think we witnessed something that was extraordinary because I know and believe that magic exists, but I know it's been a long time since it has been manifested. And if the trees can move and 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 things, and of course, I've seen different things in the woods with my time here. Um, this is proof to you guys that magic does exist. Or it could just be an, a huge, elaborate hoax from those monotheists. I don't think it's any any. I mean, you saw what I saw, and you saw and heard a stag talk. Nothing can't. Nothing like that a, can happen without magic. It could have been a gigantic puppet. No, I felt something. Tira, back me up. Tira, back me up. A gigantic puppet. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what you felt, right? No, no. Uh, did they did they bribe you? Are they threatening you? That sounds like what a monotheist would do. I've heard stories all my life. But I thought they were just, you know, tribe legends and and you know, you, t- you tell the children to help them to learn their history and 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 their culture, but I f- it, it almost felt like I was supposed to be there. That I, that like that's where I was trying to go when I left home this morning. Well, of course, it's I where, can't explain it. Of course, it's where we're supposed to be. These monotheists are out <clears throat> to trick us. I tell you what, these 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 people, 
are out to get us. Who are you referring to when you say those monotheists? The monotheists, you know. It's, everyone knows that there's the pantheon of the gods. You guys seriously don't know about the monotheists? They're, they're, they're those crazy people who live out in the, in the hills and stuff saying that there's only one god. Varda, they call him. I met a lot of them up in Vontide. There's some crazy people. Well, I don't know anything about any of those things. All yeah. I know is what I have experienced, and it had to be magic. I'm heading. I'm heading over to this Maybe this path up 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 to the side of this 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 mountain this mountain here. I'm going with Bash. Maybe it was just the power of the gods, but I know for one thing, there's something weird going on, and I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. And once I do. Stuff's going to happen. I don't know what, but stuff is. Someone's going to pay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you, you continue your, your walk on the path, and it winds up. And, and for the first part of this journey, it's just a series of switchbacks. It's, it's grueling. And after two hours of climbing, even the dwarf's sturdy legs are getting very tired of the monotonous back and forth and always up. Uh, and so at the end of that two hours, uh, after more than two hours of steady ascent, just when it seems the trail is going to go on forever, it levels out onto a relatively straight bit of path set with paving stones. Hmm. You must be several thousand feet up. Though the way has been long, the trail's skillful construction has bought you considerable time. And from your vantage, you can look out to the east and the south. Several things strike you from this point. First, <laughs> you're colder than you thought possible. Hmm. It's early springtime, and you are now at an elevation several thousand feet up. It's cold. The wind is blowing. There's nothing to stop it. Is there a cave? Already the winds are grabbing at your clothes with invisible hands. The warmth you've built up during the climb dissipates quickly. And your sweat feels like ice. And it's not the level of comfort at all to which you're accustomed. Second, the path continues to the north and east, skirting the slopes of the mountain. There's a small area of soft grass here on the level area, and it looks like an ideal place to rest. Interestingly, a bundle of firewood lies at the ready here, and a circle of stone surrounding a small depression in the grass marks a fire pit. It appears as though it's been freshly dug, but it's hard to tell for certain. Finally, the view is magnificent. Mm. It's nighttime. The moon is shining down. Stars are spackling the sky all over. And the sky feels like a giant bowl that's just been turned down and set on top of you. You're struck by the grandeur of the scene uh, in spite of your discomfort. Even down below on the far side of the mountains, Arden is on the west side of these mountains. You are now looking off to the east and down on the plains below, stretched way out, you can see little sparkling lights where little towns here and there are scattered. Even further to the south, you can see where fertile land shifts into sand. You can see kind of a white bar across the horizon, marking the edge of the great sand waste. It's dizzying, and the humans in particular take an instinctive step back from the ledge. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you do have a grassy place to rest. If you want to rest for the night, you're welcome to do that. Or if you just want to press on, you can do that too. Should, uh, we, hmm. should we press on? I don't know. I was, 
I'm torn again because I have this new sense of purpose and I'm still kind of operating under that sense of awe, but I'm weary from climbing and cold. And you had a battle. And I, yeah, I had a battle. And it's still nighttime. And well, it's still nighttime. And your epiphany, your, your experience with the stag. Yeah. All right, let's start a fire. It's, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been passed for about three hours. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get yeah. this fire going and just rest till morning comes and we can do whatever we're supposed to do. Yeah, you have about four hours until daybreak. Okay. Uh, so you can take a full rest and start off the day with a fresh start. So does full, when, when you say you're taking a floor, does that mean I have to sleep? You don't have to sleep, uh, okay. although generally that's really, in the player's handbook, the only race that doesn't really need to sleep are elves. Okay. They go into a four-hour trance, mm-hmm. and when they come out of that, they have the effect. Really, mechanically speaking, a long rest restores all your hit points, spell slots, hit dice, all that stuff. Okay. You don't need to worry about that right now because you right. don't have any of it. But that's what a long rest does in game okay. rules. Well, the, re- the reason I ask is because I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking that while these two bed down, that Tira might even just, just kind of sit and stare at the firelight because she's just so... Well, I know it's been a couple hours since we left that clearing and everything, but now that we've, we've stopped and, and I kind of have time to absorb, I would just be... My mind would just kind of be turning it over and the and the the lingering effect of having been in the stag's presence combined with the mesmerizing firelight i'm just imagining that tira wouldn't necessarily even be able to sleep really she just you know feels this such a, such a connection with what is happening here and and the and the the mission and the call that they just received that she might even just be a little too physically weary but mind is just spun up yeah yeah okay that's fine. But the rest still counts, though? Yeah. So it's low-level activity, okay. uh, including sleep. Um, but, yeah, basically anything you want to do. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you want to do, Bash? I just started the fire, and I'm, I'm by the fire just getting warm. Okay. I All wish right. I had some branches or stuff to sleep on, but I'll make do with just the, the, mm-hmm. the grass. With the grass. And it feels comforting to mm-hmm. you also to have the stone of the mountain here, too. Mm-hmm. It just feels like home. Mm-hmm. Peter? Uh, I'm just going to go straight to sleep, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the least affected by all this. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Talking stag, big deal. Yeah. Monotheists. Monotheists. All right, so you the, you pass the eight hours with no issue whatsoever. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, by the time each of you wakes up, Tira, I'm going to say you fell asleep. I, yeah, I, I maybe doze, you know, but I, I do sit up a little longer than yeah. them just... Staring into the fire. Yeah, you awake with a start. Okay. Uh, and you feel warmth on your face. The sun is oh, cresting okay. on the east. Uh, and it, it's just a, a brilliant yellow-purple stripe across the eastern horizon. And it seems like as you watch it, you can just see the sun mm-hmm. rising. And daylight floods the plains below and creeps up to where you're located and the birds begin moving around and chirping and stuff. So it's the world is coming back to you life. You hear the Lion King theme playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you are prepared for a new day. All right. So we press on? 
I'm just going to grab in my pack here and grab a couple of dried blueberries and a couple of dried prunes and say, do you guys want some or? Actually, yes. Yes, okay. thank Please. you. Thank you. Long bash. You've taken most pop. of my food, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do have rations. Oh, oh we have oh, our yeah, own stuff? Yeah, you have rations. Oh, oh, oh yeah. My bad. So you can just... Sorry. Hang on, hang on. Let me hit the rewind yeah. button. Yeah. Sorry, no no thanks. I have my own food. <laughs> okay, I'm good. thank you. I'll, I'll take my, my blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I lost my food, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nom, the nom. path continues, and it, it, it dips, but it, again, it hugs that mountain face. It keeps relatively the same elevation. Uh, even though it's a good three feet wide, the yawning drop-off to your right, it's just sharp. Mm. And it's always, it, you have this weird feeling along the right side of your body that one bad step gets in you. Yeah. <laughs> Pinwheeling yeah. down. Uh, who? What's the order here? Uh, I'm going first. All right, Peter first. I'm in the middle. I was going to say, I feel like I should be bringing up the rear. Okay, all right, so that's the order. Peter, give me a perception check. Oh, buddy. (laughs) Yep, starting it out with a whopping eight. Okay. Uh, You hear a click as you step down on one of the, the flagstones of the path. And there's a rumble from above. <laughs> Everybody roll a dexterity check. Natural 20. It's I have four. four. Oh, okay. well. I rolled a four. And your dexterity is bonus. two. Okay, six. Mine's a nine. Your re-roll was a nine? A large boulder comes careening down from above. It, you can just see it banging down, and it smashes into the two of you. Peter, after stepping on the button and hearing a click, he doesn't say anything to anyone. He just jumps forward, <laughs> 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 leaving the two of you to fend for yourselves. I assumed you all would have you know, followed my example, but no. I'm befuddled. <laughs> I'm befuddled. Uh, you both take six points of damage as oh, this boy. boulder smacks into you both. And I'm Do down they? one point. All right, give me a dexterity check again. Oh, uh, both of us? Yes, both of you. I'm going to expend Twelve, another point. Uh, 14. 14. Okay. You both are caught off guard, and as the boulder hits you, your first instinct is to try and get away from the boulder but then you both flatten against the mountainside mm-hmm. instead. So you you're, you maintain your position, but boy, that was close. The, the boulder just strikes the path and goes careening out into the into the void. Uh, that was close. Did Ugh. we? So only Peter heard the click. We didn't hear the click. Uh, apparently not. He rolled oh. a natural twenty. Right. So he's that's that's the explanation. Okay. <sighs> I'm a little upset he didn't say something. <laughs> Well, that's what I was asking, because I was going to say, shouldn't we say, Peter, why didn't you, you know... Well, he didn't say anything, or he didn't say that he was going to say anything. I didn't have the time and to say And because anything. you got hit and he didn't, that was my explanation, mm-hmm. that he just didn't say anything. Uh. Um, so you, you take a moment to gather your thoughts, let the adrenaline run through you, <laughs> <laughs> and then the pathway remains clear ahead. All right. I'll, Bash, I'll, are you all right? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I'm going to uh, dip into my bag and get a little bit of poo air cha and put it underneath my tongue. 
So okay, now you're amped up and hurt. Right. <laughs> okay, gotcha. All right. All right. Uh, sorry, guys. I'll um let you know if I make a, uh, a well, clicking. Oh, I'm fine. Sound. By the way, thanks for asking, guys. <laughs> hey, you guys took care of the formalities earlier. All right, <laughs> let's keep moving. All right. So you're gonna just press on. Evidently. Yeah. Okay. We don't have any time to, to sit here and wait. All right. Well, another two to three hours of uh, pressing on. Mm. All along this cliff edge? Yes. Mm. And again, it's that, that three foot wide ledge the whole time. You finally see a patch of green up ahead. Thank you, Vasham. <laughs> You're relieved to find the path opens out into a pleasant dale that spreads out invitingly and welcomingly. No longer is your world a three-foot strip of pathway, no matter how well it's made. Hmm. It feels positively delightful to have room to move in again. Yeah. I, I step onto the grass and immediately start jumping up and down just because. <laughs> <laughs> you do notice two things. The first and most striking is directly across the dale from you. About 100 feet above you and a little to your right, where one mountain slope drops off and another one rises, a delicate, lovely bridge of white stone crosses the gap. Pretty. It's difficult to make out much in the way of detail, but the bridge appears to be about a hundred yards long and very narrow. Its slender design seems improbable, as though it shouldn't last a single minute, yet there it is. The other point of interest is a round tower built next to the sheer rock face below the bridge. It appears its height takes it all the way up the cliff. If you were to enter, you might climb to where the bridge begins. An open archway at the tower's base reveals the tower's shadowy interior, inviting you to enter. I'll walk into the tower. Peter disappears inside the tower. Oh, goodness. He just takes off. Huh? Uh, I guess we head for the tower. I'm just waiting to hear a scream or something first, yeah, right. and if I hear nothing, then I'll follow him. You After hear, I kind you hear, of you hear a shoulder cr- roll and whatever, to, uh, like you said, we're, it's nice to be outward because we've been kind of, muscles have been tense, staying close to the wall. And so I stretch a little bit, notice the tower and Peter heading off to it. You Maybe hear, I look back at Bash and be like, this guy. Or <laughs> you hear a click and a boulder just comes rolling out. And I mean, here's the deal. I mean, we, we've been coming up. I mean, we've been climbing for hours. We're now at this point. Can we take a short yeah, rest? Yeah, right. Can we? Do, we and we can use a hit die because yeah. I mean, I just need to make sure that I'm I'm good. So yeah, I'm gonna it's take been hours. I'm gonna okay. take my eight sided. I walk back out, waiting for the two guys. Okay. I mean, that's better than nothing. Is that your hit die at ten? I thought. Oh, it was an eight. This one. <laughs> wow. Those. Fantastic. Those mystics are <laughs> tough. All right. Do you want to use a hit die? Four. Maxed out again. Oh, oh I'm maxed yay. out again, too. Good. Yes. All right. So, but now you don't have a hit die to use. Okay. So how do I so mark just that? Just re- erase the one. Okay. And then next time you take a long rest, you can you put, put that, that back. one back. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And you have as many hit dice as you have levels. Oh. So once okay. you get to the next level, you'll... You have to. All right. How are we doing? Okay. We're going to stop here, and I do want to do one thing. I do want to do one thing before we close out. We pull back from where you are, rising high into the sky. Beneath us, the world of Vardalon spins slowly. We shift north and west to another faraway country, covering many, many miles. 
and as we go, we feel the air bite sharply as the temperature plummets. We descend with gentle quickness toward the world again, seeing snow-covered mountains below. A moment later, we can distinguish a heavy stone building. A castle stands in the foothills of these mountains. We see light pouring from several windows on the main level. We settle onto the windowsill, slip inside the great hall, and see what happens next. A king sits on an uncomfortable-looking wooden throne. Its sides and arms are covered in intricately carved detail, with wooden-eyed animals peering from odd places. The king looks bored, inspecting his nails as another man reads from a scroll. The reading man is dressed in velvety maroon with slashes of gold. He stands near the hall's central fire for both light and warmth, and speaks another language than where we just came from. It's easy to tell from his tone that his heart isn't in this. It's obvious the matter is one of routine. A few courtiers sit at tables along the hall's length. They appear equally disinterested in the proceedings. The king suddenly sits upright as a noise from the great hall's entrance doors at the opposite end reaches his ears. There's a heavy sound and the hall's doors swing open. A gray-cloaked figure with his hood up strides in, his metal-shod boots striking the floor firmly as he heads straight toward the throne. The door guards follow apologetically behind. The echoing footsteps interrupt the reading man who turns with his mouth still open, his most recent words hanging in the air. The striding figure moves without hesitating, head not turning away from the king. It moves without a word by the reader, who stammers incoherently. Perhaps he's blustering about this terrible breach of protocol. The king, at first interested by the diversion, now begins to scoop back in his throne, but the carved, unyielding wood does not permit him to. The hooded figure stops one or two paces short of the king and eyes him for a moment. Then, with a swift motion, he draws a sword and plunges it into the king's chest. What? Time seems to slow as many things happen at once. The door guards come to a dead halt in amazement. Their shocked, white faces and open mouths show they had no idea what this stranger intended. The courtiers freeze also, and the reader doesn't notice that the end of his scroll has dangled too close to the fire and has now caught fire. The king stares down in disbelief at the sword in his chest. He looks up with hazy eyes to the figure, then leans quietly against the side of his throne and dies. And the last thing that happens before time resumes, the hooded figure turns to face the others in the room, pulls back his hood, kneels, and places his hands behind his head. We feel the pull back into the air, leaving this terrible scene, but before we leave, we see the unhooded figure as the door guards regain their senses and close in around him. In the flickering firelight, we see no face, but a smooth metal mask. In the place where there should be eyes are two sparkling stones, one jet black and the other milky white. From the very stones of the castle, a throbbing, drumming sound seems to emanate but we are already drifting back up to the sky, returning to the place from which we came. Whoa. And no that's way. where we're gonna end it for now. Uh, let's go ahead and do our Norse battle and experience point awards. <laughs> oh, <So>, buddy. <laughs> for discovering the Stag's Glen and exploring it, 10 experience points. Okay. For finding a way to get Jarrett back 
uh, safely, take five experience points. And we are closing in on level two, right? How close are you? Uh, I have 40, well, 40. I have 60 points. Excellent, all right. Wait, what? 47 plus 15, that's 62? Mm-hmm. 62. Okay, great. So you're getting there, getting there. All right, uh, any awards, anything that you want to nominate yourself for, others, for the things that happened in this game? I really want to nominate uh, Tira for just her amazing role-playing with <laughs> the stag. Really? Excellent, yes. yes. I'm going to give you five for that. Really? Dude. Um, Bash's bathroom break. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was very well done. Yeah, yeah. Very Can well. I go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you ever you see that? Dirty Rotten yeah, Scoundrels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, <laughs> can we just nominate Sane for some points for Absolutely. really, really being into this? That was what? so cute. Yeah, why don't you take five? Yeah, for real. No, that means, like, take a break. <laughs> <laughs> take five, kid. My word. <laughs> Pull yourself together. Yeah. Um, we gotta well, bash for something. Yeah, we yeah. are we are three episodes in, and Thane has already been moved to tears. Aww, <laughs> and that that's was so great. cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. That was so cool. I love it. I was hoping it would get you. Oh, see now Dad. we're like you and I don't know what's going on though. That's no, not fair. No Technically, Peter doesn't either. Well, Thane does. Michael and I <laughs> don't know what's going on. It's not cool. Now I'm super duper curious. Like this better be a huge reveal. Like you said earlier, yeah, like this, this better be really cool. <laughs> be upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So a little bit of background before we wrap up for tonight. Uh, Thane and I did play a lot of preliminary game in this world to set the stage. So mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we're talking about, even though I'm not really making a big deal out of it. So the, the idea of, the war between monotheists and polytheists. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff is from that that foundational game that we played, and so we uh, we we tried to breathe some life into the world. In fact, we had Brandon involved too at one point, a couple times, oh, okay. to come in and play as characters to help bring some life into this world before we actually started this game. So I think it's been helpful. And uh, so some of the stuff that we have visited this evening and will will continue to visit uh, will touch on stuff that we laid groundwork-wise. I guess I was confused because when I had first mentioned wisps, which are essentially magical or whatever things, Thane or Peter was really kind of like, what, what? Like, uh, like, like he was interested in it. But then when I brought up the point where I think, I mean, this is obviously an instance where magic played a part. He was kind of like, nah, this can't be magic. This is something else. I was, I was taken aback by his reaction to that versus the wisps the first time. Hmm. Well, in both cases, he's, he's arguing against the presence of magical things. Okay. okay. So not to, not to delve too much into that other game. Cause I don't want to give away stuff, Yes, but I, uh, I hope you're enjoying what we're doing so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a cool game. That was a good one. Excellent. All right. And before we go, we want to be sure to thank, first of all, Bransomific, who left us a five-star review on iTunes saying that our podcast series is about as fun as playing at a table. So that says a lot. We're trying to go for that feel. We want you to feel like you're a part of our games and that you're having fun with us. At the same time, we also want to extend a thank you to our followers on Twitter. We have a handful now, and it's been fun to see them starting to trickle in. 
Certainly, if you haven't already, please check us out on Twitter at Stack of Dice, the go-to place for keeping up with up-to-date news about recording times, things that are going on with the show, little things that I think of throughout the day, that kind of thing. We're just trying to have fun with it, and that's your way of interacting with us more directly. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, This is Stack of Dice, and we are going to catch you next time as we continue this fun story together. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Question, Thane, what is something you like about Womberbash? I don't. Um, <laughs> he's he's a cool dude, and he likes mushrooms. He's my man. Oh, Bash, what about Tira? I like that she's grumpy. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> you like that. First, first thing on your mind, what do you like about Peter? He... Nothing. <laughs> I kill more guys than you. <laughs> nope, it was tied. Right down the middle. Uh-huh. All right, here we go.